You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I decided today that I am doing a parasite cleanse to go into... (laughs) (laughs) to just recreate myself in the stylings of J-Lo. Okay. Right, right. I mean, I always thought of you like ILO, like your own ILO, like your ILO. That's what we go for. We'll go for ILO, but for some reason, that lowers my expectations. Somehow, I just gave myself a ton of passes. Like, well, I'm only going to be ILO. (laughs) I can just buy new clothes. (laughs) Clean my house. So, which which parasite one are you doing? It's called Parastroy, like destroy. Mm Hmm. But in my mind, I was thinking it's called Paraslay. <laughs> slay those parasites. Just slay them. Ladies and gentlemen, we invite your apprehensive listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the Afro Existential Podcast, a play and podcast in one. We're your host, Blaine Sparks Teamer and Indira Wilson. And for the next 25, give or take minutes, we ask you to take a moment, ladies and gentlemen, and think outside your box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Afro Existential Podcast. Thank you for coming back. We've been getting such great feedback, and we're so happy you guys are still listening. And we've got a lot of fun things to talk about this episode. So let's get started. Yes. So this week, we're going to talk about episode three of Dead Weight, a journey in Afro existentialism. So Blaine, I want to ask you, what is the biggest takeaway from this episode for you? Oliver begins to have second thoughts as the elevator is going down and there's all these opportunities where the elevator is opening and closing and opening and closing. Each time there's really an opportunity for him to leave. Mm-hmm. Finally, he's like, I can't keep on doing the same thing and expecting something different to happen. Mm-hmm. I just got to get off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's so many of us where we just get in this cycle and we don't even know it. And we're doing the same routine over and over again. The definition of insanity. And we want something different to happen, but we're not doing anything different. And sometimes just making one small action changes everything. And so he musters up the, the willpower or either that or the cocaine wears off and he's come to a senses. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. And he gets off and, you know, his, his mother is really kind of like resistant with letting him go and really kind of like, you know, 
this was all your idea. And they talk about free will. And I guess that is also the crux of, you know, Afro-existentialism, because, you know, he's saying, don't we all have free will? And right. she's saying that, no, we don't have it. And, and free will is not free. You can't afford it. And even if you can't afford it, you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to have it. Mm. And I think that that is so relevant. I, I think that's the seed or where all this kind of came from with the notion that we have free will. There are just so many things that are um, preventing us from actually having it. Oliver does get off the elevator. And so, you know, bully, bully for him. And, uh, but then soon after we see that he ran down and got back on the elevator, Mm. which is what most of us do as well. It's like the first step is realizing that you got to do something different and you go on that diet and you, you know, you do the Jenny Craig and then as soon as you finish it, you know, you order something from Pizza Hut and you're back where you started. That makes perfect sense. That oh, makes okay. sense. So why do you think people do that? Why do you think that when they're in that moment and they go, I have to make this change mm-hmm. and they take that first step, what do you think brings people back onto the elevator? And he, He's struggling, I think, through the throughout of trying to like, you know, can we change? Do you think it's possible? And the mother's like, no, you're the same person that you were in kindergarten. Right. You're always going to be that person. And so I think it takes a lot of oomph um, to make that realization and then that change. But once the change happens, I think so often it's so uncomfortable and it's so outside of our comfort zone and we don't have support systems. We don't have all the information. Right. It's not familiar. So if, if a stress factor happens you go back to what is the norm for you, which was, you know, going through this with his mother. So he gets back on the elevator and they continue their their track down. So I have a question for you. Go for it. How have you dealt with people who've acted in bad faith? Oh, yes. And how have you managed to, to deal with that? Well, you know, through this whole experience, I've really analyzed my life and thinking, what are these situations that I've been in? And I realized I had a full on bad faith friend, like full on everything was bad faith. Mm. (laughs) I'll tell you a quick story. So we used to go all go out in a big group. We would go to, you know, these these like Bennigan's or something, you know, or, or TGI Fridays. And whenever we went out, large group of people, you know how when you go a long time ago, this is before Venmo, this is before you could easily give people money. Everybody always hated getting the check and breaking it up. And this is when everybody was poor. This wasn't pass your card down. We're going to split this 10 ways. This is all I got was a French fries and a lemon drop type of, you know, so all I'm going to pay is $8. That's, that's all. That was all up. And I'm gonna put a dollar in for tip. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that. But don't worry. I got it. I got it. And give me my change back. That, those were those days. Now, if I go out to dinner with you, and you pull that kind of mess on me, I, I'll never eat with you again. I'm done. Two words. I'm done. That's it. That's, that's it. what I'm gonna say. Two words. Go home. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all don't I say anything else. Please stop. Mm-mm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. No more. That's all I gotta say. That's it. Two words. Two words. You broke. That's it. I can't. No more. Stop. Yes. 
So I had one friend who always was like, well, just pass it to me. I'll do it. Okay, I'll take care of the whole thing. Make sure you tip. Make sure you tip. That was a good waitress. Pass it down. I'll do it. Just tell me what it is. So everyone gratefully put their cards and their money and wrote how much they had next to their initials and passed it on down. Every time. Every single time. One time, a friend of mine needed some change back. The waitress had come to pick up the check and she realized that something was off. What we came to realize is that this friend who was doing, being so gracious, as well as calling everybody out about making sure they tipped and did everything and who was so always the epitome of class and manners and all, you know, looking down her nose at all times that she could was taking everyone's money, not putting any of her own money in, letting it pay for her food, and then leaving the rest as the tip. You understand what I'm saying? That was her accounting fee. That was her accounting fee. Every time. Crazy. I can't even trust you to throw $20 in for your own pay for your meal that you would just steal from us, basically. Right, right, right. Do this. But I found out that the entire relationship was basically all bad faith. You know, the the whole thing functioned that way. Even in a supportive nature, you know, she would be, it was all, I'm doing one thing, I'm believing one thing, I'm saying one thing. And then you would come and find out that she was believing a different thing. She was doing a different thing. She was saying a different thing. Right. But And the reason that I can say that it's bad faith is because she put a big show on for the good side of it. Right. So you would have faith in that this was well, true. Well, I think friendship. part of it is that you, when you're doing it, because it's, it's different from just lying. It's like you really have to buy into the illusion. And so you, it's almost like over the top. It was over the top. It was a lot of, this is my girl. This is my, you know, stuff you just don't even say. Right. Who says that? You know, It was just all extra. We were all traumatized. Wow. Because, you know, what happens is, is that it really makes you question your judgment. Exactly. Because I'm a big believer in that you can only treat me as bad as I let you. Right. And it makes you question, what did I think was going on? And when I found out that it was going on, why did it even go on a day longer? Now, it all ended when she was blatantly mean. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. I can accept a whole lot of stuff, but I can't accept you just being just blatantly disrespectful. Right. All I wanted was an apology, and she just refused. I didn't do anything wrong. It was just mean and disrespectful, like at a party, just rude. Right. Like called me out, you know, just like hollered at me and said something. I was like, you lost your damn mind. Good night, everyone. Right. And then I look back and go... Why the hell did I tolerate all that mess? Yeah, so that's my that's my bad faith in friendship. And since I really have very low tolerance for any kind of thing like that. 
Like, how do you catch it? Like, how do you, how do you know it's happening? I believe it. You know, when someone is doing something out of character, like I know what friendship is. I, I got a friend who's on the bubble right now. <laughs> Ooh, that person is on the bubble. They, the that bubble? bubble might get, where they're on the bubble of getting popped right on out of this oh. friendship. <laughs> right on the bubble. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because it's, it, but it, it became, it becomes a matter of, Believing what you see. And I think that we, we all saw it, but we made a lot of excuses in regards to what we felt we understood and tried to give a person grace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are so excited today. We have a great interview with one of the cast members of Dead Weight. She plays Georgina's sister, Helen Lachey Tomlinson Boyce. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. We would like to welcome the fantastic, phenomenal, lovely actress Lachey Tomlinson-Boyce to our podcast today. Hello, Lachey! Hello! Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are happy to have you. Can I tell you, during this whole thing, listening to you has been one of the hands-down great joys of my life. So fun. So, so fun. I recently heard it. I was cracking up. It's really funny. The talented Lachey plays multiple roles in Dead Weight. She plays Georgina's meddling sister, Helen. She plays Brittany, who is trying to find out if this is her baby's daddy on the Alex Winter Show. And you also may have seen Lachey on shows like SWAT and Henry Danger and her star turn as Sandra on Disney's Shook. That was recently nominated for a daytime Emmy Crazy. Praise the Lord. Won't he do it? Won't he? Yeah, Won't he? Will. All the time. <laughs> Listen. Yay for you. That's so Yay. Exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. That was a blessing. <laughs> you never know what, what's going to happen with a show. But then you, somebody else says that this is good. This is worth an Emmy nomination. It makes you feel like, you know what? I did what I was supposed to do. You know, beyond what you were supposed to, yeah, exactly. And which goes back to our when we recorded, I just knew it was funny as an actor. You just want to work, you just want to work on good stuff. It's just like it's like peach cobbler, yeah, (laughs) it's a good peach cobbler with a good crust, so delicious. (sighs) Peach cobbler. Well, what we're hoping is that this will turn into complete fruitfulness and we'll all be paid. So, now to recap. In episode four of Deadweight, A Journey into Afro-Existentialism, let's just say Oliver's selfie of Marissa <laughs> in the casket may have got him a paycheck, but he lost all of his father's respect. Okay? <laughs> Way to put it. That's well. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oliver is terrible. But, okay. <laughs> 
But I do feel about my own children exactly like Georgina feels about Olive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Same. about it all the time. I'll be like, that wasn't that bad. A mother's love is like glaucoma. There's nothing like it. <laughs> Can't see through it. Can't, Can't see through it. it. Can't mm-hmm. see through it. So just like in play. Your husband dies. You'll get $100,000 from home. That's right. home. But if it's at work and you can take him to his job and drop him off because he died at work, then it would be a million dollars. Oh, honey, he, he would be moved. <laughs> he would be moved. He would be moved. And dear, I'm going to say, I would call you. I would call you. I don't, I don't believe in dear would ask me many questions. I think you would be like, oh, hey, you want me to move it? I, I don't even think I would tell you what it was. I probably would tell you it's a rug. For a project, and you just had to move it to my office. You could and- tell me. I would walk in. I would, I would hug you so tight. I'm like, I'm so sorry. He is dead. Why did he have to die? Get his feet. <laughs> right. Where the box? Where the box? Right? I brought oh. the big car. Just get, do you have one of them? I brought a dolly. Yeah, he's got to go. And the deer, you got that truck. We gonna put him in there. I got That's that big old key. truck. I only I always keep a big truck to move stuff. That's right. You never That's know right. when you have to move yourself. Listen, and no, I would help you. I wouldn't even ask you. Like, oh, we gonna move? Oh, this is heavy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move him on out. Start asking yeah. questions two or three That's, days later. Over why like that? How did he die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. Because I said that check. Where we going? Three miles. You got it. Yeah, you got We're gonna take these back streets. Ain't no, ain't no cameras on these back streets. <laughs> right, right. Down the street. I, I mean, three miles. You could technically put them in a wheelchair and just and, roll and, them and, and, and roll just them push. down the street, <laughs> and nobody would be none the wiser. Exactly. Get that leg workout in. Yeah. <laughs> well, Oliver, uh, like all of the characters in Deadweight, acting in bad. Faith. So that is the topic that we're going to talk about today is acting in bad faith and leading people to believe uh, one thing, but then you're actually about or doing something totally different. And we live in a time now where that just seems so much of the norm. It's so true. It's every, 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 this comes up every single day with my children, with the government, with COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's something that comes up every day in bad faith. And I, I, I'm losing sleep over it. I, right. I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not really sleeping. I'm on a second cup of coffee because every day you wake up, I wake up, I don't know what to expect because the, the world that I knew it, what, six months ago, it's not the same today. No. The guy that was running the show The Apprentice is now the president and he's saying craziness every day. And you think that you're ready for it every single day. Yeah. The biggest thing that's throwing me off in regards to this idea of bad faith is that there is no recourse. I feel like I've been led to believe all this time that for this level of abhorrentness, you know, let alone in the government, but just as a person, that there is some form of a recourse. There is some law that prohibits it. And I'm waiting every day for this to kick in. And you realize that everyone is operating in bad faith. What they're saying is not the truth. You know, and and we're all constantly waiting for, for something to add up. 
you're one of the most genuine people I've ever met. Like I've never seen a other side of your face. There's 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 no two faces sides of Lachey. Thank so you. How do you remain your authentic self? I have friends of thirty years. I'm an only child, so. I've always kept my my friends around me. Indira and I, we've been friends for okay. I don't even I don't even 20 know years. twenty years twenty years at least years because we were five and we met <laughs> we met in kindergarten kindergarten <laughs> but I think it's just a matter of really remembering the love, staying close to the things that I love, the people that I love, and keeping that the, the circle is. It's, it's, it's a tight circle. It's very tight. It's tight, mm-hmm. tight, tight. And even my children, you know, curating their their lives too and, and, and who they're around and just trying to instill the love in them also because I was scared to have kids in L.A. I'm from New York. I didn't want to have any L.A. kids. I mean, talking to me like that. And I just <laughs> didn't. But I was like, it's my responsibility to put the authenticity in them. That means that we may have to drive over to the cool things or to the culture, whatever it is that we have to do to stay grounded in who we are. I'm a Black woman and I live in Los Angeles and I had to find the people who are like me. In this time of social media. Do you feel a lot of pressure to be perfect on social media or do you feel like a lot of pressure to be a social justice warrior? How do you deal with that? No, I'm not a social media warrior. But I felt like this week was the last straw with the injustice on the Black man. I just, and and Black woman, it's just like the acceptance I had to have today when I had to decide if I was going to go running was that. I accept that I might be a target, that there may be a target on my back. I can't have them catch me doing what I love to do because they see I'm a black woman out here in Santa Monica. I thought twice about that. So I said, you know what? I can run over here in Inglewood within this place because that's (laughs) as soon as they show you who you are, believe them. Right. Yeah. Right. We have to believe it and accept it and not keep trying to make an apple or orange. Right. Make the solutions based off of that in regards to like your authentic self do you feel a lot of pressure to be perfect on social media and my whole purpose is social media I, I really didn't know what to do with it at first and I'm like all of us I was like what do I say on here what do I do I said I could just really be me I, I treat it like it's a day in the life of the Lachey show it's, it's, it's my show. If you're going to step into this world, you're going to see some things and it's not going to be pretty. It's not, I don't feel like I have to put on for the people, put on the makeup. If I want to, st- I'll get an idea. If I want to start talking, I'll start talking. I, I stop doing social media as soon as it feels like I'm trying too hard. Let mm. me put on this lipstick and let me do this. Once I start doing that, I don't even want to record. Because I don't even want to put that much effort into it because then yeah. it's production. I know production. I know there's right. hair and makeup and <laughs> all the things in editing that go into production. I don't want to do that. L.A. is known for being inauthentic. That's the whole thing. Oh, I don't like L.A. It's not authentic. I found some very authentic people who are we're mm-hmm. like-minded. But it took 20 years to find it. And along <laughs> the way, we all come up together. We've been cur- curating and forming our relationships for years. Yeah. I like the idea of slice of life into my world. I love that. 
about social media and, and being my true self. Only reason I'm dressed up today is because I just did a self tape. <laughs> just did that. We would have took you when you was getting your hair done. That's what we should have did. We should have did the whole thing while you was getting your hair installed. Yesterday we were supposed to record. I was getting these full locks installed. I didn't know we were going to be on a Zoom. And sure enough, I was like, can we at least not be that, that black? That real. <laughs> okay. Not that real. Not that, not that real. Not that not real. That real. And now we're on a thing where everybody wants to do the Zoom thing. Just like, hey, let's talk. Let's get on Zoom. I felt so bad yesterday. I was like, I'm sorry. I, I felt like that blame too. I felt like that. I called Lachey and I was like, hey, Lachey, we're going to be on Zoom. She was like, wait a minute. I thought we were just recording. So Lachey, this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for joining Thank us. Thank you so much. Afro-existentialism. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations. This is so exciting. <laughs> this was wonderful. Thank y'all oh, for real, for you. real. We invite your apprehensiveness. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening and you've ever had a situation where you're in a dynamic with someone, you can't always just leave or just end it. How do you handle situations when people are acting in bad faith? If you have any suggestions that you care to share, please send us an email and you can do that at afro expodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear what you have to say. So excited. We have a fantastic interview coming up with Tony Award-winning actress, singer, activist. Phenom. Phenom. Legend. Legendary. Tony Award winner. Great friend. Very, very funny woman. Tanya Pinkins. So we're so looking forward uh, to that. It's a very, very insightful interview. She is full of knowledge, life knowledge. You're going to learn about your nuisance value. Mm, And do you have any? And do you have any? (laughs) I am so looking forward to this. You guys are going to be so, you're so going to enjoy it. Again, you guys, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week on the Afro Existential Podcast. Have a great day on purpose. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.